Welcome to the Stories to Love podcast, the podcast where I fangirl over creators and find out all about their inspiration in hopes to boost our own inspiration. I am your host, Tiff Marcello, an inspiration seeker and your resident fangirl. Hi, this is Tiff of the Stories to Love podcast, and here with me today is Annie Rains. USA Today bestselling author Annie Rains lives in a small coastal North Carolina town full of lovable folks, scenic downtown areas, and breathtaking nature similar to the towns she writes about in her books. Annie's love of reading and writing grabbed hold of her as a young age, at a young age and never let go. Her first book was published in 2015, and she's been writing heartfelt page-turning stories ever since. When Annie isn't writing, she's reading from her never-ending TBR stack on her bedside table, taking long walks while plotting her character's happy endings, and living out her own happily ever after with her husband, three children, feisty rescue cat, and mischievous dog. I'm so excited to have Annie on the podcast today as part of the April 5 release day blitz. I have a book released today, as you know, it's called Know You by Heart, which is a contemporary romance. And she's one of my author friends who's released a book at the same time as I did. Her new release is called The Matchbreaker Summer. In this episode, um, we talk about her summer camp experiences, writing young adult for the first time, and the difference between our childhood and how she manages writing for her day job. And we also commiserate about TikTok. I appreciate all you who have subscribed. If you haven't, please do and leave a rating when you can. If you'd like to support this podcast, please grab one of my books for you and a friend on my website at tiffmarcello.com. And here we go to my in conversation with Annie Rains. Hi, this is Tiff of the Stories to Love podcast, and here with me is Annie Rains. Hi, Annie. Hi. Thanks for having me today. Well, I'm so glad you're here. So Annie and I are sharing a release date, April Yay. 5th, which is today, <laughs> sort of. We're taping this a week before, <laughs> but we're going to pretend that it's today. And this is part of the April 5 podcast blitz. It's like a total tongue twister. And so Annie is one of my release day siblings. And today we are going to talk about the Match Breaker Summer. So congratulations, first of all, and tell us what the Match Breaker Summer is about. Okay, well, thank you so much for having me. The Match Breaker Summer is about a teenager, Paisley Manning, and she's she's just gotten some news that her family's summer camp, her family owns a summer camp, that the summer camp is going to be sold and she's devastated. Her her mom has met this guy. Um, she met him online and they've fallen in love and he needs to move back to his hometown. So she's going to sell the summer camp and move herself and Paisley to Wyoming. And so Paisley's very upset and it could be her last summer at this summer camp that she loves so much. Her, her dad, who has passed away in the backstory, he was a large part of building the summer camp. He built all the cabins by hand and it was like his passion and it's her passion. And so anyway, she meets this guy. He's kind of like the bad boy and she's the good girl and she hates him at first. So it's kind of an enemies to lovers story or not lovers, but you know, enemies to 
crush boyfriend girlfriend story because it is YA. So she meets him and he suggests a plan for her to break up her mom and her mom's fiance. And so if she bre- if they break them up, then they don't have to sell the camp and Paisley doesn't have to move and her life is perfect. So she does team up with him even though she hates him at first and you know they form a friendship and then they become more and it's just a very campy story, lots of camp shenanigans and it was a lot of fun to write. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, I read a super duper early copy and it was so adorable and I can't wait for everybody to read it. So this is a young adult book. So Paisley is 16 and Hayden, is he also 16? Yes. He's 16 also. Mm -hmm. So this is your first young adult. So Annie, as you all know, if you guys have not Listen to the previous episode. Annie is prolific in romance and is also has also just contracted for a contemporary women's fiction. But yeah. this is her first. The Matchbreaker Summer is her first YA. So, how was the experience? Did you love it? I I really did love it. You know, I've been wanting to for a while. I have three kids at home, so I kind of wanted to write something that they could read. And I just for my adult contemporary romance and for my women's fiction, I do the third person. Mm-hmm. point of view like the he she she said he said but for the matchbreaker summer with the ya voice i did it in first person and that was just really a lot of fun like yeah like it feels like a totally different voice and it was a totally different vibe and i really liked playing with it and it just was something you know like yeah. creative something new and i really enjoyed it yeah i mean it's it does point of view does open up different parts Mm -hmm. of your brain I think it does yeah even my critique partner when she read it she's like this is a different voice this this voice is not the same and that was fun for me like I feel like we as authors we need something different which is why I also dipped my toe in women's fiction yeah like just to keep that creative well going and you know to feel excited and passionate now is it first person present or first person past just a it's first person present. Okay, yeah. I love that for YA as well. Yeah. It just, it feels so present. I mean, it feels like you're really there. And I, I did the same thing. So it's it's really neat to change tenses. And then with my women's fiction, it's first person past. Yeah. And I found that it's so different too. Like, yeah. it's, it is a challenge. But then at the same time, you're like, wow, the, the voice that's coming out is totally different than... Right. It opens up a new voice in your head, which is really, really cool for an author. Like you're used to hearing this normal voice and like, yeah, "Yeah, that's my voice. And then you're playing with something new. It's yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So do you have an inspiration for this book? So why did you decide to write Summer Camp Story? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. I I didn't decide really. This opportunity came up and an editor was taking pitches and which you told me about the pitch. So I went and looked at it. And I had basically like an hour. I sat on the edge of my stairs and I was like, well, I could probably come up with with a pitch. And so it was pretty much the first thing that popped in my head. But the funny thing is, is that the editor was was actually looking for a summer camp story. And I had no idea. And so I feel like it was kind of meant to be because I don't know why I chose a summer camp. But then it, it just, the idea, once I... Once I started getting the nugget, it just rolled out and it was like it happened very quickly. I remember going to summer camp when I was a, a middle schooler because I wasn't allowed to go in. I wasn't allowed to go away for the summer when I was in elementary school. Right. Uh-huh. So when I was in middle school, my mom finally said, OK, you can go away to summer camp. And it was religiously affiliated, but it was only girls. And it, it was full of shenanigans because there was like... <laughs> 
There wasn't really anything going on in this camp. It's just really to get the girls away and, and to kind of center them. But like, because you're away from home, like we tried to be bad, you know, like yeah. you snuck into the pool or we tried to leave the camp. I mean, it's just so silly. Do you have any summer stories like that? Well, I don't really have any summer camp stories, although I did read some summer camp memoirs when I was writing this just to uh-huh. kind of get other people's experiences and, you know, get some ideas going. But um yeah, summer was just, you know, I do have some summer stories. Like, me and my friends, we always went to the pool during the summer. And, like, you know, I always went to my friends' houses, and their parents would drop us off at the pool. So it was kind of yeah. like summer camp all day because we were there by ourselves. <laughs> and there was all these other kids who'd been dropped off. I don't think kids are allowed to be dropped off anymore. I'm not sure. But we were dropped off <laughs> and left there for that, hours. Isn't it so interesting, like, it's just so different now, right? Yeah. For summers, like I remember running around the city, like because there's no school, and yeah. I would just take my brothers and we would just go yeah. and just hang out. But that is not we're like really scheduled. Like my kids are really scheduled. Are, are your kids the same way as well? Mine are pretty scheduled, but I'm also yeah. like hovering over them, and I know like where <laughs> they are. And like back when I was a kid, I would just get on my bike and ride away, yeah. and I'd come back eventually, and no, you know. Or, you know, we'd be dropped off at the pool, but I don't do that with my kids. Like, I need to know where they are every second and have your phone on you. And (laughs) Yeah, that's so (laughs) funny. Different world. Now, do you find, well, did you have any challenges writing YA? I mean, did, were there any things that kind of gave, surprised you or gave you a little bit of a harder time when it came to write in this category? I think, I think some of my lingo, maybe, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I am in my 40s, so I'm not Mm -hmm. like, I don't use the same words that you know, teenagers these days would use. So I did have to like kind of figure out what I'm saying that makes me, that gives me away as a 40 year old author and really get in touch with where kids are and how they're speaking now. Although I do work in a school system as my day job. So I'm around a lot of kids. So I do hear a lot of language. And I think that's one reason the the voice came pretty natural to me. Yeah. Because I'm surrounded all day. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting, right? Because you're writing YA has its own challenges. And then Contemporary fiction has its own challenges as well, because you're drafting that or revising that now as well. Yeah. How was that writing in which, so both your YA and your romance are focused on the romantic aspect. Yeah. But the contemporary fiction is really focused on another relationship besides the romance, right? Yeah. So how was how was that in comparison? Did you was it an easy flow into contemporary fiction for you? Well, I wasn't doing the contemporary fiction at the same time. Like when mm-hmm. I was writing the YA, I I did you know the adult romance in the morning time, and then when I got home from my day job and settled in, I did the YA romance in the evening. So I kind of had two different brains, but mm-hmm. I was never working on the women's fiction at that time. When I when I work on the women's fiction, it's it's just the women's fiction because you're right, it's it's like a different yeah different vibe, different story, different voice. And I, I do think that would be hard. Now, when you're at work, do you think about your books? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, not when I'm with my students, but like you get some, you get some downtime or I, I like to, I travel, I do travel in my job between schools because I have three okay. different schools. And so I'm traveling. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen next when I get back to my computer? You know, yeah. what happened this morning? And you know, what... What am I going to work on next? And yeah. I do feel like even that commute to my from my house to my work and back, it's like mm-hmm. 30 minutes each way. And yeah. that's where my best ideas come. 
Oh, like, that's so cool. And titles. Like, I could spend 30 minutes in the car ride. Like, what's my next title going to be? And yeah. it's just really good. So do you know how to... So are you dictating then? I used to. Yeah. And I used to really like it a lot. But then I go through phases. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't think I write as well when I'm dictating. Because I wind up like you know, rewriting a lot of it. And when I was dictating, I was doing it a lot. Like, you know how you email yourself and press the microphone yeah. button? And that's yeah. how I was doing it. Yeah. Dictating is hard for me. Like, like I have to look at the phone when I'm di- dictating. I don't know why. Like, I, yeah. I want to make sure that the word is right on my phone. And then I just sound like I'm, like, the sentences are, like, 12 minutes long. Like, one <laughs> sentence is like, hi, my name is. You know, <laughs> it's like, because I'm wanting to make sure that it, Turns out okay on the phone. Oh my gosh. It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm a better writer when I, when I'm actually typing. Yeah. Yeah. So what plans do you have for the Matchbreaker Summer in terms of like promo, you know, for the release? What are you up to? Well, I have a virtual release on next Tuesday. So my release day is April 5th because we're release day siblings. I'm having a virtual release with Quail Ridge Bookstore in Raleigh and Kristen Rockaway who's another author with the underlined imprint of Random House she's actually joining me and she's helping me with the release and we're going to have a fun interview and talk about books and so that's going to be fun and all the information for that is on my social media like my Instagram you can find it my Facebook Annie Rain's books so I'm having that and then I'm having uh, my reader groups always has a party on the Friday after a release so we're having a movie night yeah, we always, we've, we've been having a movie night the last several releases. Yeah. And they're a lot of fun. We So far, we've watched Dirty Dancing for one. And, <laughs> ooh. Oh, When Harry Met Sally last time, which was a oh, lot of fun. fun. But for this one, we're going to watch Parent Trap. Because my oh. book is kind of like a reverse Parent Trap. I love that. Yeah. But I haven't decided yet if we're going to watch the new version with Lindsay Lohan or the old version. They're really both hard. so good. That's hard to choose. It is. Because I almost Lindsay want to Lohan say Lindsay is, Lohan. Because she's so cute in that she in that is. movie. And there's Dennis Quaid and yeah. I can't remember the act the other actress. But I don't remember either. Yeah. So what is your release schedule like? So April fifth, the matchbreaker summer. And then mm-hmm. what's after that then? Then July fifth comes out my next trade paperback for my women's not my women's fiction, my adult romance. Mm-hmm. So that's the true love bookshop. I love that and, title. Yeah, I'm love super it. excited about that one. And then I have a re-release of last year's Christmas book. It came out in trade this past Christmas, and it's going to come out in mass, ma- mass market this August. Perfect. Yeah. And then I think that's it for this year. Next year is when my women's fiction comes out next Christmas. Okay. It's called Through the Snow Globe, so it's a Christmas story. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so great because I read that too. I read part of that too. And I love it. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. Recommendations. Do you have any book recommendations for us? Yes. Well, speaking of Kristen Rockway, who is um, joining me for my virtual release mm-hmm. next week, I'm reading her book right now. It's called My Epic Spring Break Up. Up is okay. in parentheses. It looks super cute. It's been super cute so far. Yeah. So I'm hoping to finish it this week so I can talk to her about it next week it's super cute yeah the underlined imprint for those people that are out there I don't you know the underlined imprint is a paperback original imprint for Random House mm-hmm. I wrote for underlined as well so it's actually such a great idea because 
I guess I liken it to like our category books with Harlequin, where it's very accessible in terms of price. It is a paperback. It's quick to read and just super fun, super commercial. It's such a great imprint. Yeah. And, and there's one book that comes out each month. So it, it's it's sort of neat because you, there's one underlying book that you can count on to publish every month. So it's yeah. so cool. Yeah, and they're good too. I mean, another yeah. book recommendation that I have, I read another one of theirs. It's called 11 Paper Hearts. I love that one. I read yes. that one. It's so cute. It is. I love yeah. a good amnesia story. I am like <laughs> a sucker for an amnesia story. <laughs> And it's a really good YA amnesia. It's by Kelsey Hartwell. Yeah. And I adored it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay. And I always ask as my final question, how do you refill your well? So we've been in a (laughs) pandemic for like two and a half years or something like that. So how have you refilled your well since the last time I spoke to you? Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, I feel like this is a silly answer, but it's the best answer I have. For some reason, I am on TikTok. Yeah. I'm not I'm not on TikTok myself. I have like one TikTok. But when I like need like some alone time, I call tell my kids it's tea time and they know like tea time means do not mess with me. I do have like a herbal tea in my hand. Yeah. But I sit on my staircase. This sounds like this is this is how I relax and like decompress and I scroll through TikTok for <laughs> until like I'm calm. It, it's meditative. But I also get a lot of inspiration because sometimes I'll save them and say, like, that's a good, I could write a book about that. <laughs> like, yeah. Somebody talks about they just broke up with somebody and then you're like, oh, nugget, you know. People are so funny. Yeah. I mean, what I've realized in TikTok more than any other social media is how people are so funny. Like, and these <laughs> are just random people in the whole wide world. Yeah. And there's this one TikTok where like everybody pretends that they're at a funeral and they're talking to their friend or their whoever that's passed away. And then some of them are pretend jumping into the casket saying, take me with you. Don't leave me here. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's just the humor of the average person. Yeah. People are really funny. They are. And you get some bizarre creative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you would think that you and I would be like watching book talk and people talking about books. No. That's really not what's coming up in my feed. No. I, I have a lot of dog stuff. Dog I have a lot of dog come. stuff. Yeah. I have I one keep... lady that can fit anything inside of her mouth. Like her mouth. <laughs> like that's her like whole thing. And she sees how much she can fit inside her mouth. And I'm endlessly entertained by this. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is Annie Rains, everyone. <laughs> Oh, Annie, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And thank you, everyone, for joining me here at the Stories to Love podcast. And we'll see you again. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining me, Tiff Marcello, at the Stories to Love podcast. You can follow me through my newsletter at tiffmarcello.com and Instagram and Facebook page under Tiff Marcello and the Stories to Love podcast. You can support this podcast by leaving a rating, spreading the word, and picking up one of my books for you and a friend on my website at tiffmarcello.com. I'll see you again.